Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. We are sitting down with Wing Lam, one of the owners and founders of Wahoo's Fish Tacos. Great welcome. to be here. Welcome. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in uh, Costa Mesa. Oh, yeah. Um, Wing, uh, first, thank you for sitting down with us. You've uh, accomplished a lot of great things, but let's start at the beginning. How did you... Uh, <laughs> How did you find surfing? Like, tell us about your early childhood and. It's it's kind of funny though because of all the things that I should be doing, surfing is probably the last thing on the spectrum. Because <laughs> growing up in Brazil, everybody assumes that Wahoos were on the beach. We're actually like the equivalent of a bit like Arizona to California. Wow, so that's... the sports that we played as kids, we played baseball of all the things. So backtrack one second here, <laughs> Brazil. 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 <laughs> Wing Lamb is a Chinese name? Yep. And Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Do you Wing. speak Portuguese? Yes. Oh, wow. Falo Portuguese. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yes. So that's a, a huge bit of information that I was I yeah. did not expect. <laughs> so were you born in Brazil or Yeah, so my parents immigrated from communist China to South America after World War II. And my dad opened one of the first Chinese restaurants in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Wow. And as the years grew by, we moved to a small town named Presidente Prudente. It's literally on the other end of the state where I grew up. Literally, of all the things, playing baseball. So as a kid, until I moved to America, I saw the beach twice. Wow. And what age were you when you moved to America? I was 13 and a half when I moved to America in 1975. Wow. <laughs> so go back to Brazil. You're... you're Dad opened up a Chinese restaurant. Yep. How long did you guys, or did he? Basically, the, the restaurant was is still around. It's my aunts run it now, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, I grew up literally, all joking aside, inside of a restaurant my whole life. Wow. Then he opened a really great Chinese restaurant on Balbo Island in 1971, which is still open. Balbo and yeah, near Newport. Newport. Wow, it's the Shanghai Pine Garden. And that's what gave us the ability to move to America in the mid-70s. So what was the decision to move to America? Better life, blah, blah, blah. Most, like, most immigrant stories. Yeah, so basically after World War II, very few people were coming to America directly. They were going to Canada, South America because of what happened to Pearl Harbor. Because yeah. all Asians kind of look alike, so you don't know the <laughs> difference between a Japanese and a Chinese. So a lot of us ended up Koreans, you know, all in South America. So after that, in the late 60s and 70s, everybody started moving here. And it's all because the economies around the world were all kind of changing. Thank God we moved here because a couple of years after we got here, Brazil had its first major devaluation in their currency. So overnight, all of our friends lost 90% of their net worth. Oh, what a... Yeah. Sad so story. their own little Great Depression, huh? Yes, wow. their own little deal. So thank God we moved here. And as part of the assimilation part of trying to fit in to the California deal, and they never really seen the ocean before, you know, other than a couple of times, it was like, let's hang out. 
So surfing is like, okay, let's go try it. My brothers, because they were younger, Ed and Mingo, immediately they got a, kind of got the hang of it. I was busy playing water polo and other sports. So I kind of hung out, did a little bit of it, but I was never really any good at it. Yeah. And there was one other cool Asian kid at the time that we were friends with through the people we, in our circle, was Danny Kwa. I was just going to yeah. say wow. Danny Kwa. So, yeah, so Danny went to Newport Harbor, I went to Estancia, but our girlfriends knew each other. So yeah. we kind of hung out a little bit, not a lot. We just kind of knew of each other because, again, there's only so many Asian, Asian. kids there yeah. in the Newport Mesa district. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam Estancia, he was there. And Danny was like night and day. He was probably the best surfer you know, at the he time. Yeah. Right? So I was just kind of, hey, I'm busy doing this. So I waddled around. I call in the pool and, and spent a lot of time in the ocean. I did the junior guards and all that. And part of it is, okay, you go from body surfing to boogie boarding to maybe, you know, knee boarding and long boarding, whatever. The skateboarding, yeah. I fell a couple of times. I go, that was <laughs> like... I'm going to stick to the water. I'm going to stick to a little more depth, right? Yeah. Not the, the sand. And basically, you know, went to college, didn't really surf a whole lot. But when I started Wahoo, I was just kind of go, dude, you know, you can't have a surf-themed restaurant if you don't surf. Yeah. So I'm like, I might as well get back in the water and start, you know, because all the guys would tell me, go, dude... You hang out with all these guys, but you don't surf. Where my brother Ed and me were always surfing. I'm like, dude, okay, then give me a board. I'll go back in the water. And because I always swim, it was easy. Yeah. And now transition, fast forward. Like this morning, I tried out my new Cordy that I just got, right? Yeah, okay. And I'm out there at 35th Street, and I'm having fun. So it's one of those things where it keeps you youthful. And that's yeah. really the biggest reason oh, you surf. Yeah. Found of youth for sure. Was it a, like a, a cultural shock moving here from Brazil? Did you know oh. English as like a second language, third language, first language? Uh, English was actually the fifth language Holy I learned. smokes. So it was really, really hard. And being, again, one of the few Asian kids in the entire area didn't help either, right? But, you know, playing sports... And, you know, just kind of trying to hang in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the early days was really like all I was trying to do. So between volleyball and surfing, those are the two cool things that people did at the beach. Yeah. I think, though, you know, having different languages under your yeah. belt and moving to a foreign co country forces you to be uh, gregarious, right? Oh, yeah. It makes yeah. you adaptive. a lot yeah. more outgoing and adaptive. And But I think that's what makes, you know, a well-rounded person yeah. yeah and the cool thing though is but how lucky did you get that your dad said <laughs> Southern California Newport Beach Balboa oh my yeah. what a you're in the lap of, of, surf. Uh, of surf luxury and yeah. again the timing was right because back then there was still offshore uh, there was uh, what do you call it there's all these other brands that are no longer around yeah. you know, Maui and Sun was just starting to there's a lot of these another really Asian cool, yeah Stubbies <laughs> yeah Jeff Yoke was a great you know so all of these cool things were starting but it wasn't this massive industry right and I mean going to where it all fit in is wanting to just be a part of this culture right is fast forward into the 80s when it became a little bit more of an industry yeah. everybody talked about you know having a place to hang out after surfing yeah. and we were basically the only kids in our whole group that had any experience in restaurants, in restaurants yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean growing up in southern california you know baja oh, mexico yeah. fish yeah. you know mexican food like i mean every i don't know one surfer that just doesn't love you oh, know, yeah. that type of food it being you know rice and beans yeah i mean and you guys did it proper yeah healthy so, really awesome menu everything's good yeah so the props basically you know my kid brother ed worked at surf and sport he basically was just funny which one ed, ed, ed no, but which surf and sport
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The one on Bobo Island. Okay. Yeah, because there was Newport a couple, surfing sport. Newport surfing yeah. sport. So he was working there, and Mike Lesher was one of his bosses. Oh, my god. And back in the day, the two top, the top three brands of boards that my brother would sell, he would sell Tim Pony, Stussy, and Shroff. Yeah. Wow. And hilarious, right? And we all, you know, friends. I'd love to have any of those boards right now. Oh, yeah. my God. They're on the am- wall. Amazing guys, yeah. right? So my brother kind of knew all these guys. And so when we opened the restaurant, you know, my brother, again, hadn't seen Lesher in forever. And Lesher at the time was the head of sales for Bill and Law. But coming in, he goes, hey, you guys got a cool vibe. I noticed you guys don't wear uniforms. You wear T-shirts and shorts to work. We'd love to have you guys, you know, get some swag from us. And that's what got the whole ball kind of rolling, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, my brother Ed was joking. He goes, I don't think he remembers me. Mike kept firing my brother. <laughs> For whatever reason, right? And then my brother kept coming, getting rehired by Mandy, I think was the other store manager, right? So this yeah. thing just kind of went. And it wasn't until later that my brother and Mike finally realized that, you know. You're the what? dick that fired me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it was all good, you know. And then Richard Sanders, all these guys came in. And, of course, you got Bill Abog across the street. I don't call him Richard Sanders. I call him Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. There we go. <laughs> He's getting a lot of great. And it's just, you know, it was just kind of like this really cool place. Yeah. And everybody laughed. And then Danny coming over, sending the guys. I mean, all the old team writers. I mean, Richard Wolcott. All the guys that ran marketing. Yeah. Basically, you know, kind of, hey. We yeah. need a guy to do food. We're, we're talking yeah. about the Costa Mesa the, Wahoos on Placentia. Yeah. Quicksilver was around the corner. Like you yep. said, all these brands, they're your friends. Hey, come feed our staff on, you know, sales meetings. That was, yep. like, that's the original catering. location that's, that's still around today. Yeah, it's still 30 years. And basically, like, the, the moment that everything kind of shifted is the last ASR show that took place in Long Beach in the, uh, January of 89. So basically, we've been in business like three months. Lesher comes in, goes, hey, do you guys want to do a buyer preview catering? And we're like, what is that? He goes, well, we got this trade show. Everybody's coming in from all over the world yeah. to buy their stuff. And we're going to do a sneak preview the day before the show. I'm like, sure, why not? And we've never done anything like that. But I'm like, hey, I'm in the food. What the hell can go wrong? Yeah. So we literally... And you're only three months? Three into months into the wow. business. We, we got a couple of you know grills and whatnot set up in the parking lot of Billabong then and basically make food for about 100 people, right, including the staff. And then Mark said, hey, why don't you guys come down to this show? I'm like, what is that? He goes, oh, you got to come down and see it. Well, walking around the trade show as a, I call it an adult versus a kid, it was like a kid in a candy store because we know how expensive stickers are in the surf shops, right? And you're like, ooh, just take one, right? Because they're three, four, five bucks. Well, at the trade show, you get as many free stickers as humanly possible. And we were getting, oh my God, this the is good great. Old days. 
right? Yeah. And we're like collecting them because I'm like, oh my God, I'll take three, I'll take five, I'll take 10. And coming back to the store, if you know the original story is how the sticker story started, the walls are relatively empty. Yep. And I'm kind of bored after the trade show, yeah. so I started putting the stickers up yeah. as like I would, you know, decorating. And 30 years later, the stickers are still there. That's part of the decor. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's organic decor that ties all the roots from surf, yep. skate, snow. I mean, you guys have surfboards, snowboards, skateboards. There's videos playing in yep. every restaurant with, you know, content of past, present <laughs> yeah. footage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the beginning. And then literally from the stickers, Lesha was always our right guy. And then Danny was this number two guy. It was always because I would see those guys first. And I'm like... What that's funny because that's Billabong versus Quicksilver, right? <laughs> right? And it was the number one, number two, depending on who you talk to, right? Yeah. And they were the closest because Gotch and Stussy were on the other side of town in Irvine. And they were always like, hey, what are you doing with that banner after you're done? I'm like, what do you want? Goes, we're going to hang it up in the store. Yeah. You know, and that's literally how it started the decoration. Yeah. So once we put up one banner, O'Neill, everybody else was like, oh my God. Yeah, we want window yeah. space. We yeah. want exactly. table space. We want... Yeah, it worked for both parts. Real estate. It made your store, you know, restaurants look super cool for them. It just gave another outlet for visibility on branding exactly. and getting, you know, yeah. stickers. Oh, yeah. Place. Surfboards, skateboards, you name it. We were starting getting from the kids that we knew. And it was like, hey, we just want to meet one of the pros, right? Yeah. And before we knew it, by the first summer, with, then it was the OP Pro. Wow. We had Tom Kern, Acalupo, Potter, all these guys, Barton Lynch, they're all coming into my restaurant. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Right? These are all guys that have won the tour. Yeah. And they're coming in with their gotcha or their billabong with their sponsors. It was kind of like almost like perfect we're timing. Here. Yeah, yeah, the timing yeah. was perfect, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I bet it felt good too. You're like, you know, one, your fans yeah. and, and you know, super respectful of these like iconic surfers, but yeah. Man, they're coming in, and I sure hope they like the food. Oh yeah, you know, and of course they, they did. did. Everybody yeah. does. It's amazing. Yeah. So the Maui Bowl is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> the Maui Bowl is my favorite. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's. I, I'm. I'm He's a, a carnivore. We're both foodies. Right. We're, we're both carnivores. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's hard for me to when I go to my favorite restaurants. Yeah. It's hard for me to um, deviate from what I oh, order yeah. every single time. Creatures are having. That's Creatures what we like to do. Yeah. We surf. We do the. Everybody gets in a routine. Yeah. This is what we like to do, right? And that's so with surf. I mean, which is amazing. All the brands and all the retailers. Everybody yeah. just kind of had a place to hang out. Yeah. yeah. And literally, we started doing all the events around ASR. So once we moved to San Diego, I'm like, well, it's no longer here. But we found a way to go there every two months, every twice a year, right? Twice Spring a year. and fall. And all of a sudden, we became a part of it. Because they would do parties around it, video premieres, fashion shows, whatever they were doing around yeah. the show. Yeah. They need food. Yeah. So yes. we became the guys. It's, it's awesome. It's funny how symbiotic and perfect that partnership became yeah. with action sports and was. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, because it's like people, you know, surfers like Mexican food. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, and and, then, but and then, healthy food. And, yeah. and you know, yeah. you can partner up with a, a fast food chain or somebody no. that was yeah. just, wasn't wasn't gonna fit, it's no. not a match. Yeah, it's not a good, like you said, yeah. you spend so much time trying to get lean to be in the water. Yeah. The last thing you wanna do is eat something greasy afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of, you know, went together and somewhere like in the 90s, right, they changed the law, the skateboarding deal, right? So I got together with Tony Hawk and a bunch of guys. We did the first Halloween Monster Mash. It was the first pro skateboard event 
after they legalized and they restart reopening the skate parks. You're kidding. So we were doing the food there. Again, it was the first pro event and, you know, half pipe event literally at the Roxbury South, right there in Santa Ana. Crazy. So we did that. You know, it was hilarious. So just going back, did you graduated from college with, yeah, yeah. with what kind of degree? Or? <laughs> of all the degrees, I graduated with a finance degree. I'm a finance. numbers cruncher guy, yeah. Okay. Well, that's important to have, yeah. you know, running a huge business. You've you got to <laughs> know what the risks and the rewards are in any decision you make. Yeah. And a lot of people goes, but you're a great marketing guy. He goes, that's because I think a lot about what the ups and the exposure and the risks are, right? Yeah. So I'm calculating a lot, but everybody that doesn't know me goes, oh, he's just a guy with long hair, hippie, yeah. you know, lucky guy. But no, there's a lot of thinking that goes on. Never judge a book on. by its cover. Always. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's so, what I say about you. Yeah, <laughs> you never know, right? You never know what the, yeah, the guy's all about. Before we interviewed yeah. you, we were with uh, we sat down with Scott Vanderay. Oh yeah, and if you look, you know, if you picture him in your head, oh yeah, he's just this quiet, way mild mannered yeah. yeah. dude. Yep, and he really is. His personality yeah. is really quiet and subdued. Yeah. But the things that he's accomplished, you know, oh yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's crazy. Like. Oh, yeah. You know, to think about it still, you're like, wow, that guy's got the Midas touch, you yeah. know? Because he launched Split right around the time we opened Wild. That's so funny. You know, we were at the same, and then we found out, you're gonna, this is a little small little trivia, he and I are fraternity brothers from different schools. No way. Yeah. So incredible. him and his partner, Dave, we, he, they'd be at the restaurant all the time. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> so 89 is when you first opened 88 was 88. when we opened and in 89 like I said ASR of 89 was it on is, fire was the, the, the trajectory ramp. just yeah it just took off you know so you you opened up Placentia yep and then Laguna Beach Laguna in 90 Beach. that was number year two and a half, yeah Laguna Beach and then uh, Bristol and Baker by the mall there's yeah. number three then Huntington and uh, Lake Forest. Yeah. Uh, you took a lot of my money at Huntington. Uh, yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, we took I care of all that. I worked at Service Board from <laughs> around 89 to 93-ish, yeah. and uh, usually the evening shifts, four yeah. to close, and I think Wahoo's was... Yeah, Yogi, least, all you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a once or twice, if not three times yep. a week, for sure. Yeah, you're, and I remember you catering up grip of a things oh, we events did. that we had which is the coolest thing though is we did the endless summer two party oh, at surfing sport that's right slater was there you know Pat all the guys were there Pat yeah. so fast forward uh when right before step into liquid came out which is kind of like the third version of uh, endless summer uh it became friends with dana brown and one of my other fraternity brothers rich the boss became the art director for the entire endless summer properties wow so we were doing the posters and then after that i ended up doing all of the premieres for them for the brown family so we're getting ready to do a really cool collaboration for this year wow. is an endless summer wahoo's t-shirt oh epic so these are the things that we were because again it's how iconic that bruce would be the guy that made all the movies yeah and i became the food guy for it yeah, you know, that's awesome. So we've done all kinds of promotions together as yeah. well. We, we, when we first came up yeah. with the concept of the podcast, I uh, wanted to, the first guy that I wanted to interview was Robert August. Yeah. Oh, Robert. Yeah, he, yeah. he was my uh, first yeah. surf sponsor yeah. when I was a kid. Uh, Robert August Surfboards, Victory Wetsuits, which is oh, Greg, Victory, Greg yeah. Wade. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, 
just he was an icon in oh, yeah. Huntington and he's the logo of yeah. nomadic surfing yes you know him and Mike Henson it's just, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah what's his name Jerry West is the yeah, logo yeah. of basketball and, <laughs> yeah oh it's so much fun though hanging out with all those guys uh, actually they're getting ready to do a documentary for the summer and it's the last project that Bruce and Dana were working together on before Bruce passed away. Mm. So it turns out that somebody else, another friend of mine, uh, is basically going to help put it all together. Epic. So again, it's just to be a part of all these movements and projects, you know, over the years. So, you know, started with, like I said, you got all the surfers, pretty much everybody that I always thought it'd be like, oh my God, one day I could break bread with, you know, Jerry, Pipeline, Master, and I've done it all, right? Yeah. So because cool. at one point or another, they're at the trade shows, at the premieres, yeah. and they need to eat. You're, you're, you're doomed to pa cross paths at yes. some point in time. Exactly. And, and more often than not, yeah, you guys, everybody needs to eat. Okay, speaking of dreams, what's, um, is there, has there been a dream trip for you, surf trip-wise? or You know, it's funny is years ago at the Waterman's Ball, I bought the trip to go to Tavarua, which I still haven't gone on. <gasps> So one of these days I got to call Paul now day back and goes, I haven't had the time, right? The closest to me, because it does feel like old Hawaii, yes. is uh, going to Kauai. So Hanalei Bay oh, yeah. is just that little right, you mm -hmm. know, and then the little left and white cocos. I mean, just being there with, you know, just your friends and whatnot. And as crowded as it seems, which is kind of funny because it does get a little bit of crowd there. It's not as bad as the other islands yep. because some of the local guys happen to be, you know, friends of ours, right? So you can get all the waves you uh, want. And that's, again... Wayne, this is your one. There I go. <laughs> Going left, fake right. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're helping you out catch yeah. waves. I mean, yeah. that's... Even hideaways that's sometimes. Good, that's good relationships side. with the locals right there. Yeah, so that's the, kind of like the closest fun for me. I mean, every time I've been there, it's been, you know, like a great experience. So between golfing up in Hanalei and the golf courses... Surfing, you big golf golfer. I, I do do a you know I got down to about a ten handicap so I can play. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so you give Slater a run for his money? No, Slater's way. He's probably <laughs> Slater's probably by far hands down the best. I would say Julian Wilson Machado are right behind him. Really? Those they're, guys they're can they good, can huh? yeah they're they're really good. Wow. I think Benji Weatherly is pretty good too. Benji's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just yeah more of a roller coaster. Yeah, but but Slater by far can can crack it and play. He's, he's have, a, have you made it to the surf ranch at all yet? Or? Actually, I have. Uh, last summer, I was, again, with uh, my buddy Donovan Frankenreiter. We did a little video Donovan. shoot up there. He'd be a good... Uh, oh, Donovan. oh, Donovan's yes. on our hit list. Yeah, he's on our list. He's awesome. So we had an opportunity to go up there with him, bring some friends, and catch a couple of waves. Oh, so it was actually pretty fun. I heard fun. about that one. Yeah, it was really fun. Boothie was on that one, too. And right? Boothie was there yeah. with his son. Yes, yes. Did you get some waves? Uh, yeah, well, everybody got waves. I got some waves, too. Nice. Yeah. How many did you get? Uh, I got one big one, but I fell right after. You know, because it's a tricky. you got to go away from the wave, make the turn, and I couldn't catch up. Because if you get behind the white water, yeah. you're done. Right? I, would, I wouldn't know, Kelly Slater. <laughs> uh, your friend late night here wants to go get... Uh, couple of lefts and rights. Yeah. You'll get there soon. Yeah, you gotta go because if you go in the summer, not in the winter, the water is about 85, 90 degrees. Yeah. So it feels like you're in a bathtub. We're getting ready actually to go back up again this June. Really? So yeah, we're doing another event up there with Surf Aid. 
So if you haven't already signed up, maybe too late already, because they do kind of like surf aid. Aid. It's basically what they do is they used to run the Malibu Surf Cup, okay. and basically people pay to surf with a celebrity. So Machado, Tudor, all these guys come in and they hang out. The idea is instead of buying a foursome for golf, you buy a foursome for the surf. That's and incredible. you get X number of A's. So this year, in June, we're going to be up at the ranch. Nice. So the same thing, I'll be my second time up there. And we last June, we you're were regular, the first. You're regular, right? A goofy. Oh, you're goofy, yeah. yeah. Same as me. Yeah. So it's just, it's a super fun way. Yeah. If you can get in there, just even I joke with people, the little last corner is as good as any wave we're ever going to catch here. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a tricky wave. I got hurt there. Yeah. That it, last wave, the last... He always gets hurt, so I got pinched. Yeah. Well, one of the guys that was there, one of the first guys out, got a little too greedy because they tell you, don't drag, don't do anything, don't try to stall because the wave is perfect. Yeah. So he got a little deep and fast. So he got pitched going backside and went right in headfirst into the cement. You're kidding. 13 stitches. Oh. On his forehead. See, I don't feel yeah. so bad. I've been yeah, here don't worry, a while. No, 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 Mike, Mike Brophy over at Ruka, he uh, dislocated his shoulder yeah. and had to get surgery too. Yeah. He Gnarly. Hit, yeah. If you get pitched, so don't get greedy. The end of the day is get covered, but get out. Yeah. Because once you, we can't see you, your numbers are pretty well done. Yeah. You're, you're going to go head yeah. first into that cement. So um, you mentioned this morning you served and you were on a uh, Cordell. Yep. Yeah, what kind of shapes do you typically ride? Well, Cordell made me a little, what I call it, a cheater board. It's, I call it a mini little, mini long. So I have a blunt nose. It's a tri and a thruster. Yep. But it has a little more volume on the front because yep. I tend to be a little bit heavier on the front. So it paddles like a long board, but it serves like a short board. Nice. Yeah. You know, That's still 6'4", you know, but yeah, yeah. it's fun. But Thr- Thruster, a little pulled-in tail, so you yeah. can still turn. You can still turn, yeah. but you can get into a wave. Because I'm joking, because even when I tried to back out of a wave this morning, I still went over because I still had so much momentum. I'm like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. It's i got to be yeah. right? good, good size this morning. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was fun. fun. Yeah. Nice. Where'd you serve? Uh, just 34th Street. 34th, yeah, nice. Yeah. Love it. Is that where you typically serve? Yeah, I live down at 35th, yeah. so I surf with all the kids and all the old guys out there. There's a bunch of us that surf 36. So 90s, yeah, industry's blowing up, Wahoos is blowing up. Like, what what is your guys' thought process on expanding to new areas and locations? Did you try to stick along the coast at first? Uh, we t- try to basically stay in our backyard. Orange County. But one of the other things that I found out in I think it was like 92, 93 is. Everybody, when it rains because of the runoffs, nobody surfs because you can't get in the water, right? We so, do. Well, I know, but you're not <laughs> supposed to, right? 48 hours. I know, I know. So I found out that everybody was going up snowboarding. snowboarding. So it turns out Chuck Allen, the old coach at yeah. from Huntington High School, mm-hmm. he started this organization called the USASA. Yeah. So he found me and you know we started talking. He goes, how'd you like to get involved? And I'm like, well, why would I want to get involved? He goes, well, don't you want to snowboard? I goes, that's a great idea. So I went up on the hill, and I'm like, this is great, you know, carving, and it's, you know, you don't have to paddle. You just take the lift chair up and down, and they're gigantic turns. I tell Lyndon, I, yeah. I, I grew up snowboarding, yeah. skiing before yeah. snowboarding took off. Hey, I love snowboarding, and I tell him it's <laughs> six foot and glassy. All every day on the mountain. Every day. Every day. Oh, all day. It doesn't blow okay. out. I mean, yeah, there's certain times it gets a little chunky yeah, and no, stuff, no, no. but Wayne, oh, you it missed is the so memo. Yeah. The memo says Asians don't like the snow. Oh, no. 
Japan has some of the best they do. snow in the world, yes, and I can't wait to do a trip there. It's too much work, man. It, you know what it is until you take that first Power turn, run. and all of a sudden you're like, you know, it's not so Because it is. You're putting on the boots. They're not comfortable. Yeah. I mean, nothing about it is comfortable. It's cold. Until yeah. you take that nice, and you start carving, yeah. and you're fresh tracks. Nobody's there. You're doing bottom turns, cutbacks, yeah. carves, yes. snaps, like yeah. all day. Yeah. It's fun. And that's the trick, right? Yeah. So once I found that, I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah. So part of the first quote unquote transition we did is we opened a store in Colorado. Oh, wow. Because as a kid, you know. Why Colorado? Well, the, the, we never, I never had a reason to go on these ski trips. <laughs> Right? And all of a sudden it was, well, if you have a certain Colorado. Colorado's yeah. now a write-off. Right? But why and not like <laughs> Mammoth or... Because, well, one, we need Because I've been to the Colorado. Yes. Uh, Wahoos. Exactly, right? I mean, we need density. We need population. Yeah. And there's nobody in Mammoth. We love Mammoth, but we need, you know, a couple million people. Yeah. Yeah. Denver had that. And Denver, the timing again was right. It was just going through the major redevelopment. The Flatirons? So, uh, actually, no, no, no. Right there in Lodo, by the stadium. They just built a new Rocky Stadium. Yeah. So my buddy, who's a real estate guy, goes, I'm moving back to Denver. So why not go there? I'm like, hmm. So literally, that first winter, I went in the spring. We opened it. By fall, once the snow hits, I went up to Copper. I'm like, oh, my God. This is the greatest ever. <laughs> because, again, Mammoth, yes. Copper, Tahoe, these are great resorts. Then all of a sudden, I had a reason to go because we're running snowboard events now, yeah. right? And I got to meet all the major resort guys. I'd say the best part of your guys' job or, or your history is mixing, you know, your pleasure business with business. With pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and how that's intertwined is everybody's dream. I mean, it's a dream for us to be sales reps in the industry, something we're love and passionate about. But you know, we still get to do what we love, which is surf and snowboard, and how to, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's a lifestyle. It doesn't get it's any the dream. better than that, right? So, the, so that's how the first one went. That's why we have a store in Hawaii. We have stores on the East Coast now. We, I just came back from Jersey and Philly. And these, again, between the colleges, the environment that you're in, because there's so much to do out there. Right? Yeah. And now you have a reason, right? Yeah. So when you go to Hawaii, there's nothing like hanging out with the locals and then finding out that you're the guy that has the taco place, right? Yeah. It's yeah. a pretty cool little gig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really awesome. That's awesome. So... How many stores do you have now? How many? We got about 65 stores right now, wow. and we got three under construction right now. And our latest little venture is uh, we're, we got into a couple of airports. So we're in LAX in Ontario. We're in the works of bidding on three other locations, which we can't talk about, but yeah. hopefully that works out. And they're great locations for us. We have one, a uh, couple of colleges, one at UC Santa Barbara, one at UCI, and then we have one inside the Honda Center. Nice. Which is I, a great little deal too. I'm so happy to see those type of organizations, whether it's the airport or the arenas, like really branch out oh, yeah. and, and, and get away from just the standard concession foods and bring in specialty yeah. Yeah. because it's all an experience. You know, you're going there to see a, I don't know, a sporting event or, you know, monster truck, yeah. or whatever, musician, yeah. you know, um, but to have you know, good food at those, especially at airports, you know, it's, oh, it's so much fun. And then awesome. we do, when you mentioned Japan though, I did go, one of the only trips I ever went to Japan that was non-business related, somewhere in the mid nineties, I was there because I was part of the organization with Chuck Allen. And at the time I was the president of the USASA. So I went with our junior national team to compete in Japan. For and one of the, yes, no, I was oh, wow. competing. I was part of the yeah. delegate, right? Representing huh. the U S. And one of the kids that was on the team was a kid named Travis McLean, 
who now runs the Aspen Snowboard Series. How crazy. You know, as an adult, he's like one of the best coaches in the you know, Aspen Series. So cool. Yeah. So you mentioned you're working with SurfAid, yeah. right? And what is SurfAid? Basically, they go around, you know, the third world countries, make sure the water, wow. you know, basically, again, the, the sustainability part of it, because surf riders make sure that the water is clean and all the environmental yeah. side. But these are actually going into the villages and providing services for these uh, places in Africa, all over the world, in That's Bali, awesome. where they don't have access to clean water and clean supplies and all that. Yeah. So the, all the money that we raise for surf rate goes to help these, you know, causes around the world. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. They say so, water... You know, fresh water, drinking water oh, yeah. is scarce. So scarce in yeah. a lot of these places, and yeah, yeah. They're, they're drinking just polluted, polluted, yeah, they, yeah. bad. Yeah. They're bathing, washing clothes, washing dishes, and yeah. swimming in the yeah. same water. Yes, yes. They do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they might be even doing number one or number two in the yeah. same water because yeah. yeah. that's where the problem occurs. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, any other uh, film? things that you oh well, with over the years I mean like I said all the causes education environmental I mean, we're always doing something you know so whether it's for you know animals right I mean you name it one of my customer friends or hey my daughter my yeah, son just, my cousin yeah, ask how much do you guys get hit up for oh, donations, donations and event, yeah. you know yeah, every cleanup you can think of every little thing so I mean, there's no such thing as a bad charity. We just try to be, you know, smart and strategic yeah. how we help them. And it is a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, your resources yeah. are thin and, you know, yeah. you got to, you know, put it in the right right place. Yeah, it's so gotta we, do, be. we do our best, you know. So 65 locations yep. across the greater U.S. Yep. yep. Yeah, Family owned. Family owned. Me and my two little brothers, Ed and Ingo, still the three of us, and Steve, the four of us, own the company. And, uh, They're not franchised, or are they franchised? Half of the corporate st uh, corporate stores, the other half are franchised. Okay. But we only have a few partners out there that run multiple units. Yeah. And we're literally Tom McElroy still part and of the Tom was part of the Santa Barbara store when he retired. Okay. And then Jeff, he left. Jeff stayed. You know, uh, and Jeff is still running the one in Santa Barbara. Okay. Yeah. I, I surf with. Well, I didn't surf with him, but he was in the water. Uh, oh yeah with me not yesterday but the day before but he was i just saw a video of him doing the the hydro yeah <laughs> getting pulled yeah yeah he looks really stiff I mean, have you I tried that yet I, that's what i have i've done the wing surf but I, I, it's something on my to-do list i heard the biggest danger is hitting the fin oh, that's yeah. what i heard there's lots a, of injuries i've been yeah. seeing with there's that. a photo of the, one of the hobgood brothers yeah he's got a got hit in the head oh yeah so it, that's it looks like a heavy yeah thick and wide gash yeah so when you talk to guys i mean unlike all the other sports you fall you don't get hit by the equipment but this one there's that gigantic fin that you can get hit I, by I, yeah i heard a lot of times you nose dies and it flips and it, and it comes back over and, and okay. it hits you maybe that's what it yeah. is yeah when you catch that edge you just yeah tumble yeah. so it might it be looks, something to do it looks I, we talk about it all the time because we've yet to do it and it looks but challenging, it looks so easy, but graceful right? and amazing. It looks, I, well, maybe because only people posting are really good. You're not going to post it. <laughs> I'm going head over hills. Yeah. Most people posting is like, yeah, that guy looks like So maybe we're a helmet, right? Hey. You that know. would, maybe I hate to be cheesy, but, you know, like yeah. back in the school. At least while days, you're learning, you know. Yeah, they just wear a helmet. That's yeah. not a bad idea. It's a trip the way, because when you see somebody good doing it, Oh my like God. Kai Lenny or, oh, yeah. or Taylor Pie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It looks kind of easy, like they're pumping it. Yes, yeah. it looks know? really easy. So, but then when they like stop and then they 
glide yeah. above yeah. the water you're yeah. just like you're like whoa that looks like they're flying yeah that look that part of it looks hard yeah it looks really cool though yeah. i mean you guys and i talked to i mean jeff clark up in a half one day he's like dude come on anytime yeah and just like riding the wheelie you know you're like yeah. that looks so easy yeah. but i know you <laughs> but i heard they're really expensive and i have yet to yeah. like find like them. i need to borrow one, one from somebody one. yeah yeah you gotta hit the Hurley Brothers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah we just borrow one and go. I think getting the toe in is is the way to do it, yeah. and then to the kind of get the feel of it, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's so it's almost like the old air chairs that they do behind the boat. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I mean, I, that that doesn't look fun either when you crash. So same thing, you know. Same thing. But all good stuff, you know. So right now it's just a matter of like staying ahead and and seeing what's next. So gone from surf, skate, and snow to basically into the major like we got supercross now we got nascar we got yeah baseball, you just hockey. Were, was posting that you were nascar yeah so we do basically because of the energy drink category great partnership with those guys yeah. you know monster's been great so they invite us to be a part of all of these events and the crossover is, is crazy because whether you're an active participant or you're a spectator everybody yeah. loves racing you yeah. know the, yeah. again the adrenaline and all that stuff so we're just able to just keep you know bringing more and more sports into the thing and now with the rams coming back you know, and the Raider, uh, not the Raiders, but the Chargers are coming back. Yeah. There's opportunities for us to do things. Yeah. And again, it's like, we may never play football, but kind of fun to watch it. I would tell Wahoos up there, was it by USC? Yeah, we yeah. had one. Yeah. Yeah. By the campuses yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So we had that, and then, of course, when the riots hit, that kind of took that one out. Uh, but we have a few up in L.A., you yeah. know, Santa Monica, Manhattan, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's been I good. I have stores. I've been, you know, we service the, the LA territory, and I hit the Manhattan one quite often. Yeah. yeah. And for us, it's just again not only partner with all the brands, but the retailers. Whenever you know somebody has a store opening, and we talk to the brands and hey, why don't we help you guys out and create a little bit more buzz? Yeah. Instead of just opening the store, maybe we can do a little open house. So with Vans, because again, they're one of the few verticals. Every time they're doing something, like hey, wait, come on over, let's you know do something together. That's cool. You know. So that's what we love doing. That's, you know, and I know we've done it with the board riders. Over the years, we've done it with so many brands, right? Uh, Volcom, we've done a bunch. Billabong, we've done a bunch. Yeah. So we just keep doing it. If you just ask us, you know, we'll find a way to basically, like we've done it for 30 years. You're, you're Give the me some t-shirts. restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll take yeah. some t-shirts. Here's some tacos. Yeah. Call it a day. Yeah. Did you guys ever envision you were going to, you know, when you first opened the first store in 88 or 89 to... Owning are now 65. Yeah. That's incredible. Not a chance. We just thought like, hey, want to go surf and we'll have one store. Then we figured out that you can make money, but not enough to sustain three brothers. So we had to open a few more stores. And then after that, it's like, wow, people actually enjoy this. And like meeting Boothie, all these guys that we always only would see in magazines. Yeah. We became friends with almost all of them over the yeah. years. And then their kids, I mean, Boothie's kids. I mean, I, I can't go over all the, the list of people. Now we're all in the second generation yeah. of their the, the best surfers, you know. So it's fun. I mean, the skaters now, I mean, you've yeah. seen all the second generation. You're like, oh, you're such and such, you know. Yeah. It goes, you wonder, you look familiar, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. Was there any future projects you wanted to promote or... Uh, basically, right now, it's like, hey, get involved in the local scene, right? Yeah. Like we talked about is, hey, yeah. support, yeah, the beach cleanups, the local retailers, the local businesses. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we don't need another mall on the beach, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if we can all kind of hang out together, keep an eye for each other. Just like surfing, right? Just kind of keep an eye, right? Yeah. And help each other out. And at the end, we're all going to get there at the same time. Yeah.
Yeah, we all need to eat. We all need to support local. We yep. all need to continue staying young by surfing and snowboarding yep. Yep. and skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stay off the skateboard. You know. I know. Yeah, skateboard. You fall yeah. off of that one too many times. Snowboarding too, man. I don't. Yeah. I don't get the air anymore. No, just, no. just ping pong and surfing pong. for me. <laughs> yeah, nothing else. Yeah. Ah, super cool guys. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time. I mean, I, I think we all learned something that we didn't know about yeah. Wahoo's. Five languages. You lived in Brazil. Built a a surf. It's a great American story. It It is. Like, you're a transient from China to Brazil and then to the U.S. and then to accomplish what your family has done. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's one of those. It's a great American dream. It's a great dream. I'm living a great American nightmare. But hey, Wing, thank you so much, man. Yeah. We appreciate your time. And And we love your food. We love your food. And and everybody go to Wahoo's. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.